All right. Uh, good morning. <laughs> Fuck you. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the AM show hosted live on the Alpha Mint Discord. I am your host, as always, R2D Gen, and I am joined with me by Free Market Capitalist. Never sell your NFTs. Free Market is uh, coming off a big win. He got a huge Twitter follow last night from none other than Tropo Farmer. Yes, and that's that's the only win I'm going to have to take as an X copy. I never owned that, which is fair. Uh, sold for six point six million dollars. I originally got into NFTs as oh a fan. Oh my god! I don't own any X copies. We can leave it at that. But wow, Cosimo de Medici, <laughs> which I have inside information. It's not Snoop Dogg. You know, there's there has been a lot of evidence posted online that Cosimo probably isn't. But for now, the the pseudonymity remains and. Supposedly, Snoop Dogg paid $6.6 million for what is largely considered uh, the magnum opus for uh, for X copy, which is right click save. If you guys haven't seen it, it's a it's a beautiful piece. Uh, there are some X copies I like more. You know, that stuff comes down to preference. Um, but, you know, we also talk about that a lot in respects to rarity. Right. No one cares necessarily they're all one of ones right this is going to be about what's aesthetic and and what people like so knowing which x copy um would be the magnum opus was certainly uh, profitable to someone i actually <laughs> i know i know the punk who sold it i don't know him personally in other words i am on twitter he sold it for 455 dollars uh, a couple of years ago to the person who sold it for 6.6 million so i am i'm laughing hysterically inside because just before the show started you were like i don't want to talk about this i i don't want to mention it don't mention x copy to me i'm having a hard morning and uh, i was just in the middle of doing the intro and you're like fine x copy got sold that is it is like it just went into a tangent so i guess we're yeah, we're and it off yeah we're we're, we're talking we're, we're covered that portion of the show yes Right click save uh, guy got sold. Um, yes, by Co- Cosimo sixteen hundred ETH, a cool six point six million dollars. Probably nothing, but yeah, that is. Um, he was he, teasing something was coming last night and uh, dropped the bomb. Yeah, in the evening um, yesterday. So huge sale, and uh, you know, even like Tropo Farmer did say, uh, you know, this is the best piece of crypto art in existence. Obviously, that's a little subjective, as you mentioned, but uh, I think I think there are more visually stunning pieces from X Copy. But does not does this not define a movement? You know, the most famous artist, the name of it is Right Clicks. Finds the first three years of NFTs. No, I mean it. It. I can see it as a defining piece of this era for sure. Well, I right click saved it, and now I have a six point six billion dollar <laughs> JPEG too. Your- oh God. Um. Okay. Well, I like let's let's finish the introduction then. Um. So yeah, you had a you had a good uh, follow from Tropo yesterday, but how was your day otherwise? What was going on? Oh, nothing. A pretty great day. It was it was a relatively busy. There were like two or three cooks yesterday. Yeah, a couple um, things going on. Yeah, absolutely. I have been like so swamped with in real life degened very effectively over the last couple of weeks. But man, I am hoping to make up for that uh, on Friday. I think we know what's coming. That's little lemon friends. But we'll, we could talk about that another time. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, well, yeah, some some interesting things happening yesterday. A couple of good cooks, a couple of projects minted out, and uh, and one pretty big pivot that uh, we might have touched on in previous shows. So we'll uh, we'll definitely get into that later on in the show. Right now, quickly going over the uh, cryptocurrency market, we see not a lot happening. Bitcoin hovering around 50,000 again, uh, Ethereum hovering around 4,400, and uh, the market is kind of just moving sideways in a pretty tight range. So um, again, as I, you know, as I talked about, and obviously this is subjective, but the further away that we get from that dip, the better off I feel about our kind of of new support levels and and uh, and where we're going. So I think that seems to be a pretty good sign. Ethereum looks like it's one of the bigger coins that have rebounded really uh, well over that uh, that period. I think the uh, the big story in markets is the ratio. Uh, it's what at least the traders that I trust seem to be excited about right now. It's what they're watching. Uh, this isn't bearish for Bitcoin, but I, I do think Ethereum is. On this next leg, whenever the leg starts and then maybe we even get another uh, scary dip before then, I'm not at all uh, long term bearish. So I think that the ratio is going to make new all time highs. And and that's one of the more exciting things happening on the crypto side here. Yeah, for sure. I just want to give you a heads up. Your mic is cutting out a little bit as you're talking there, not for super long periods of time, but uh, not sure if uh, maybe a setting just needs to be flipped. Um but yeah, uh, going into that, uh, something surprising that didn't really move the markets, although, I, you know, in hindsight, I thought it might have uh, some news coming out that crypto CEOs went to Congress and got a warm welcome. Uh, members of Congress adopted a positive tone towards crypto executives who appeared before a committee hearing Um in the past, when this has happened, it is uh, very focused around money laundering, funding of terrorism, black markets, uh, crime this, crime that, you know, tax evasion this, tax evasion that. It's been all bearish. Uh, and I think to everybody, including crypto Twitter's surprise, uh, these CEOs showed up. And, um, Congress was, was more than happy to entertain discussions with them in an, a positive light. Uh, a lot of questions about, you know, how it can be used to change the world. Uh, you know, what can Web3 bring to the United States? Uh, a little bit surprising and normally it doesn't go this way. And then a complete polar opposite, <laughs> like, on the same spectrum, uh, there is news that UK politicians tell regulator Bitcoin is not an investment. Uh, UK seems to have gone the complete opposite way and said, you know, these, these, we shouldn't be using these words. These aren't investments. Um, you, you know, it's not, um, you know, punctual or it's not prudent to compare these to, you know, a top company or, or anything like that, which I mean, obviously the comparison is, is different. It's not a company. Um, but yeah, UK feeling pretty bearish while the United States is flip bullish. Did you, uh, you, you were following this. I know you touched on it a little bit. You know, this, this doesn't surprise me. Uh, England is very similar to the NFL. They put out a good product, but they're the no fun league for a reason, right? They have very strict laws on cannabis and they can censor the internet and the news, which is like kind of. Yeah, sorry, dude. You're cutting out again. I am? Yeah. 
Here, talk for a second. Let me try to reset this. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we will resume his uh, free markets thoughts on the uh, crypto um, meeting in Congress. Uh, but yeah, looking at the uh, WGMI, we'll just quickly go on. There is uh, nothing, nothing too crazy going on. Um, Apes Kid Club is just like uh, continuing to run, so it's uh, still sitting above a one ETH floor. Um, yesterday, some really big changes were uh, Unigrids, which I'm not familiar with. Crypto Dad's actually seeing a little bit of a, a light of day, so um, back up to a point two five floor. That was a uh, Alpha Mint uh, cook that everybody was in on. This was. Uh, seemingly years ago, but just a mere months ago, Crypto Dads has uh, has been kind of killing it over the last uh, day and seven days. So maybe that's something we're going to look out for in in light of like a Coinbase announcement, um, if that's already come out or not. Pudgy Penguin's having a really good day too, up from a one ETH floor to a one point two five floor. How'd you make out with your microphone? I don't know. How do I sound? Yeah, you'll sound good. Just I, uh, you know, just uh, launch back into your talk about the um, uh, Congress meeting, and we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. So the response was, I think, a stark contrast to what most people expected uh, with Congress, as they tend to posture very uh, hawkish on crypto in public. But man, were their questions very poignant and practically supportive of the entire industry. I think even the uh, CEOs like Sam being interviewed were surprised. And man, did crypto Twitter also react in shock. Uh, There was some pretty funny. Uh, Yeah, man, I'm AM chat, but. But yeah, he he needs to uh, have somebody check his clothes before he goes in there. But it was incredibly supportive. In fact, one politician even made up a coin on the spot. He called Mongoose coin. And within three hours, the coin was launched on Binance and was up a thousand percent last time I checked. (laughs) And I. I want nothing more than to be able to listen to these guys talk in real time about cum rocket and shibcoin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't, you know, people were saying, oh, yeah, all these senators have heavy bags. Well, I don't know if it was them, but certainly their interns do, because like I said, these were some pretty fabulous questions. They even invented a meme coin on the spot, which may have made a few people some good money. And boy, was crypto Twitter having fun with it. And Man, is that bull. I mean, you know, every few weeks we. Hammer, when is it coming down? Boy, this quells those fears quite a bit. Yeah, uh, I wonder if that was one of the uh, CIA coins that were uh, coming (laughs) coming into play. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. That was it. That's funny. I mean, of course, it launched on Binance. I just want to (laughs) say, just want to say that. But it went up a hundred x. Dark Illidan, ten thousand percent mongoose coin went up. Classic crypto. How good are these stories, man? It's never going to get old. Uh, yeah yeah no it's it's hilarious but it is great to see that these things are um actually being discussed properly some of those conversations in congress and and you know from politicians in the past have been like just uh, honestly painful like it, it is um it's always very frustrating to to hear the people that are you know the leaders of 
you know, the, the most powerful country in the, in the world talk about, uh, things in, in such an uneducated fashion, right? Like you, you would really hope that when, you know, they're, they're making laws and regulations and rules surrounding these things, this would be something that they would, uh, you know, take the time and, and have people around that would educate them properly. And I know that's why, um, you know, Coinbase was kind of calling for a whole separate regulatory body, uh, to do this stuff because, you know, the, the traditional finance markets are so nuanced and have their own rules and regulations, um, that, you know, it's a handful just for them to keep on it. And, you know, why, why stretch even thinner for a whole new asset class that, um, you know, frankly has, has different, uh, you know, procedures, functions and, and whatnot, right? Like this is a full new thing. So this, uh, this, this made me happy to see that that was, uh, coming about. And, um, you know, and I, I did have a bit of a chuckle with the UK, um, going the complete opposite. It seems like within the, in the same 24 hours. So, uh, so yeah. This, I think this is really indicative of the the phase that we're in where it was like, will this be adopted to, okay, this is being adopted. How is it going to be adopted? I think we are firmly in the, okay, crypto works. It's a thing. It's coming. Now we just have to figure out how. Yeah, I got to admit, though, I'm surprised it didn't move the markets at all. Um Maybe that's not something that would. I know that it's not actually passing any regulation or not, but like. Right. Yeah. Right. These tend to be these really do tend to be theater. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we see these Congress hearings all the time and it's a chance for junior uh, senators and, and House members to kind of get up there and 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 uh, make a name for themselves. So it largely is theater and posturing. But like we said, it was about as good a governmental hearing for crypto as we've ever seen. A little bit of a different news moving into the NFT space. Um, something that was hinted at yesterday and has been confirmed today. Pepsi is moving into um, NFTs. They are dropping a collection. They've announced it on their Twitter page. Uh, so essentially, if you have any interest in all this hasn't dropped yet, go to Twitter, uh, follow them. They're literally just at Pepsi and turn notifications on. Uh, they are dropping 1,893 NFTs, which is the year that Pepsi was uh, founded. And it's going to be a free drop. You just got to pay ga- gas. And they are doing a waitlist thing. The waitlist is opening tomorrow. Um, and the mint will be on uh, the 14th of December. And you won't know if you made it on there until you go to the micdrop.pepsi.com page and, uh, and, and connect your wallet. And if you, if you made it, there will be a mint button there for you. Uh, kind of cool that they're doing it this way. The Budweiser drop was a little bit of a shit show. Um, Shit the, show. Yeah, well, people paid $10 for those, and they're sitting at a 0.5 floor right now. Well, a great investment, but you, the search function, like, you had to buy them individually. You had to choose which ones you wanted to buy. Like, the search function on there wasn't working very well. Like, you know, you, everyone was just scouring for it. You also had to be an American citizen, which was um, a little frustrating because I did find a couple that I could have bought, and uh, they, mm-hmm. they basically uh, blocked me at the border. Um, but, but yeah, this is a, a Pepsi definitely falls in line with the um, highly, highly recognizable uh, brands of the United States, very Americana, Budweiser, um, 
is definitely in there too. And the NFL, as we saw with the, the Ticketmaster drop, which was another questionable thing. Um, a great cook for anybody that actually ended up getting paid by them, but there was a whole bunch of confusion there. But, um, yeah, uh, Pepsi seems to be going about things a little bit differently. So I know that I'm definitely going to be trying to make it on their wait list and I will be watching for that notification quickly. What do you think? Uh, I think we've talked about these quite a few times. One of my big trends for next year and, and a cool 2022 predictions show, but sneak peek, one of my big trends for next year are mass adoption by corporations, right? And I love these plays. You know, they oh, none of these corporations want to bang you. They're, most of these are free or under 100 bucks. Um, they're very, very appealing to the mainstream. You know, the mainstream doesn't understand NFTs yet. They don't get it. Something from a brand they recognize that's cheap or free is going to be how most people get into this, right? As an example... On Thanksgiving Day, Macy's, and I guess some people had known about this before, but, um, but Macy's announced download for free a limited edition Macy's NFT. And there were 10,000 of them, which to us in the in the trading world is a high supply. But when you think that there were probably five to 10 million people watching that broadcast and a few hundred thousand probably tried to get that NFT and couldn't. Um, how much are they going to be worth next year when Macy's does 100,000 edition? And I think anytime you see these things, and Budweiser is a great example, and now Pepsi coming up, you run towards it as fast as you can. We tend to have an easy shot of the, at these things as we're slightly more sophisticated than the public that these are targeting. So they, while the launches are not smooth and the UIs are not optimized for those of us that do this every day, you have a pretty good shot at getting these things. And I mean, NFL all day from Top Shot is a good example coming up. And just like R2, I'm going to be on that Pepsi wait list hoping I can uh, snag one as well. Yeah, for sure. And looking at them, they look like a, a microphone that has some generative features to a different background, some headphones, sunglasses, stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, could be co- pretty cool. I'm, I, I don't know if I'm rocking this as my profile picture, but um, but like <laughs> yeah, it, there's like nothing the wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I actually would... looked pretty cool as uh, I think Hologram had one for a little bit on there, but there is nothing wrong with it. All these um, companies tend to go mainstream. I, I, I always think that's kind of funny because I, I like to picture the consultant that comes in and pitches them this stuff. It's like, yeah, it's NFT, it's tech. <laughs> you got to go 3D and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I think they all look great. Like Coca-Cola did a very limited edition uh, jacket nft last year that looked fabulous and i actually think all of these companies have been executing very well i didn't love the nfl cards that recently came out the panini ones but i am looking forward to the uh the top shot ones even though nba top shot still suffers through a pretty bad bear market right now yeah, this was also just dropped by um, Gary V last night. He was the one that hinted at it. And uh, I, I expect his uh, Vayner Media to be on the forefront of like onboarding yeah. large, large companies. He definitely um, 
seem to be using a lot of like smaller projects and getting them off the ground in terms of like minting and hype as kind of a, a maybe a springboard to show these uh, larger companies that like, hey, people are rabid for this. You just need to market it properly. Um, and he seems to be kind of spearheading that initiative, at least with Pepsi. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, be be doing this pretty frequently, if I'm being honest with you. And it actually gives me hope for Pepsi's UI if uh, if Vayner is advising them. At least he knows NFTs, right? Yeah, he's he's got his finger on the pulse of like what people want and what people need. Um, again, polarizing individual, uh, whether or not you you like him or you buy into his brand. But uh, um, if there's one thing you can say about him is he does understand what the people want. Yes. So, yeah, good good for them. Um, let's talk about Sin City, uh, as if anybody uh, hasn't been talking about Sin City for the past 60 hours That's now. Subject, my friend, touchy, touchy. They, uh, uh, I don't know if it's, if it's specific to Alpha Mint or if it's the whole market. It seems to be on Twitter, but uh, it seems like they're losing people. Um, they, they, Stealth launched the second wave of their pass, uh, the riddles to get their pass. It seemed like it was uh, difficult, but uh, solvable. And the further that it has gone on and the more kind of um, in-depth things that are happening, like just hidden hidden hints and the the stuff that the, the team is dropping on Twitter, uh, the more that you uncovered, the further away you felt felt like there's a lot of misleading things going on and and it's it's hard to see how it all ties back together uh but i think people are getting really frustrated because you know now we are in our th- basically third day of people non-stop working on this um and you know it just feels like everybody's stuck in the mud there's no hope for solving this and the other thing is too if you don't solve this you are walking away with nothing and certainly those 200 passes are going to get minted out quickly uh so you now people are feeling the uh the effects of this time rugging as people have been <laughs> calling it I am I am pretty angry at this whole situation and not the least of which is new breaking news that came out last night, which I think a lot of people went, oh, yeah, now I do recognize that is that this game, quote unquote, is an old iOS app that has been reskinned for crypto. Now, the art always looked a little 2005 to me. Like, what the hell is going on here? I guess iPhone wasn't even out then. But it, it always looked a little dated to me. And now we find out that this, like, you know, big anticipated game, a bunch of big investors and VCs are going in. is just some reskinned iOS app with terrible art. Um, next Neo Tokyo, yeah, I, I doubt it at this point. And I think really... The danger is that this time sink now are the are, are the price of these passes going to drop where this is what it feels like at this point. Yeah, the passes um I mean they're still at uh about a point 4 floor. Um they're not selling a lot. There's, you know, a couple of them a day are moving. Uh but I I have to believe that once this thing gets solved um, people are just going to want to wash their hands of it and take their free money. And then the undercutting starts. I mean, there's 200 of them on the market already. Uh, and, you know, now I heard it was going down. You heard what? 
Oh, I said, what's the floor at? Because I heard the floor was going down already, too. Didn't they st- they stealth drop some, right? Um, the floor seems to be at four still. Not moving oh, it's really fast. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, I thought, I thought yeah, it was going down. Yeah. There, there appears to be a reward at the end of this if you can sell it into um, any kind of volume. Um, but... But yeah, I, I think at this point, with the way that the the devs on Twitter have kind of been trolling and and dangling stuff out in front of people that don't seem to have a whole lot of substance, um, there's a lot of frustration about like you know what is even the syntax that you're supposed to be putting into the fields because there's three answer right. fields and you don't have questions to those answers, right? Like you think you know what's coming up or you think you know what's supposed to happen, but you know there's there's people that are frustrated that like. You know, do I have to capitalize the city? Is it, you know, yeah. is it case sensitive? I would say that's the toughest. That's honestly one of the toughest angles. Like, I think it's a. Yeah, sorry, man. I, I'm losing you again. Um, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, like for the devs to come out and be like, who should we turn the case sensitivity off on this? And then like, you know, everyone's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, is it, is it on or is it not? Like, can you at least just give us some guidance? Uh, I, I didn't wake up and, and jump back in my, my brain really kind of latches onto these puzzles. And like, next thing I'll know, I'll be staring at a logo for eight hours straight. Be like, this is it. And, uh, like, I don't know. It's just, the reward is obviously there. I'm not going to, you know, scoff at, you know, $16,000 US uh, if you could sell these things, but it does, it does start, it is starting to feel like the devs are, are, uh, you know, burning the goodwill. Uh, people seem to kind of be turning on them a little bit. So, you know, they, you have to respect people's time. You have to respect the fact that, uh, you know, there's, there's probably at this point thousands of people who have been, you know, pulling all nighters and as the mean memes have gone you know their wives are leaving them and whatnot like but it, yeah. it, you know you have to be delicate with that and uh i don't know they all all signs are pointing the to this not ending well but i've been wrong yeah i mean you know some costs we talk about that a lot it's the same thing with time once you invest a certain amount of time or money you feel yeah you, know, you got to get towards the end almost no matter what so yeah, for sure. Uh, so I, I, I mean, we'll certainly discuss it once this gets solved and we see what happens. And I know that there's people that are going to still work on it. Um, the voice chat in, uh, AM seems to be slowly dwindling and, uh, and, and as people kind of just throw their hands up, but, uh, you never know. Eventually they might just drop a hint that kind of makes the whole thing unravel and then everyone's going to ape back in, of course. So, um, I was just looking forward to playing five minutes of Tetris. I, see, I mean, there were some elements here that are very exciting. I I like, <laughs> I I love the riddle. I love this, like, and then you got to play five minutes. And if you screw up, you're toasted forever. Like, this is all fun stuff. Um, but it's just, it's been executed poorly. At least it seems that way. We, of course, don't know uh, what's going on behind the scenes. So. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie. Like I was, uh, I was taking a break from looking at this stuff just so that I could practice Tetris every once in a while. And like, if the it's the standard Tetris game, man, like five minutes it. is a piece of cake, no problem. I know I'm not the only one either. Like, just uh, you know, help me out Watch here. It. Throw it in the Watch AM show it. chat. You were playing Tetris too. I know it. <laughs> Expert, I mean, remember expert mode though. Who knows what level they drop you in? It could be oh, uh, them coming down like rain. Who knows? Oh, god, no, no, uh, not worth it. Well, 
I mean, good luck to anybody that's uh, still participating in it. And, uh, you know, if if the ball starts rolling, hopefully, hopefully AM lands on the winning side of it. Uh, A couple drops happened yesterday. Um, Some cool stuff going on. Uh, Dusk Breakers that was shared a bunch of times in Alpha Mint uh, is, this is a drop. dropped. Yeah, 0.06 ETH Mint. Uh, they've got a, a game, kind of an entire universe going on. Um, definitely quite a, a roadmap that you're looking down to. There's going to be 10,000 of them. It doesn't seem like they're all minted right now as they um, wait for the last of the white lists to mint. It looks like 92, 9,300 of them going on right now. But um, yeah, they they have been on quite a run right now looking at uh, uh, OpenSea. It seems they're about 0.25, 0.26 floor, uh, even as recently as a few hours ago, getting up to 0.33. So not a bad little cook if you were looking to flip that. Um, and uh, there seems to be some you know, momentum behind this project. 700 ETH traded so far. Uh, and, and looking at their website, not not bad art like it's uh it's a a little bit generic but it's pretty clean it's uh it's got a good level of detail but it's not over detailed like i could see these being in profile pictures i could see some nice rarity traits going on with them if you didn't tell me what you were talking about i would have said it's bored apes yeah i of course a collection like that can work yeah I don't have a a ton of insight on it other than um you know it's uh Alpha Mint Moon Loungers have definitely been partaking in this and uh, some have been buying off the secondary. I know some of you minted and uh, it's looking like it's shaping up to be all right. So if, uh, you know, if it can hold its steam after the reveal. um, Oh, also Icon. Oh, co-founder of Twitch is on this project as well. Is that right? On uh, yes, Duskbreakers. Okay, sorry. Yeah, actually. And I was thrown off, too, because the other person that was uh, a co-founder of Twitch, which is Justin Kahn, was part of Sin City as well. Um, So I guess, um, you know, it's funny. There's there's a a mutiny in gamer world about P2E. I'm not I'm not I'm not in that world and I don't know much, but it seems that there's a, a, a group of them breaking off and coming to crypto. And then there are the purists who are like, no, that's not what this is about. Like it's, it's an interesting little civil war brewing there. Um, and I do think the smarter, more technologically forward people are coming into crypto. Now we are seeing some amazing, amazing projects uh, in the works that are coming up here soon. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we've I've I've been very vocally bullish on gaming in uh, in crypto. And I know that you feel the same way, um, at least as as a uh, a mainstay in terms of the niches that are arriving. And I'm not by I'm not a gamer in a traditional sense. So I can come at it from an outside perspective. I feel like I just see the stickiness and opportunity here for these two worlds to meld. It it seems that we've known about in-game currencies for I don't know how long. This seems inevitable. It makes sense to me. Yeah, for sure. And uh, speaking of mints that happened yesterday, did you see the dongs? (laughs) 
<laughs> I love these. You got the dunks in the morning and the dongs in the afternoon. That could be a song. Sounds like. <laughs> no, no, stop. Enough. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, um, yeah, dongs, dongs dropped yesterday. That is Doodle Kongs. There was a Doodle thousand Kongs. of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, another thing that I know a bunch of alpha minters got into, but uh, they're doing A-OK right now. Uh, a lot of volume on the uh the activity page 132 eth so far and they're sitting at 0.25 floor right now but they are actively trading um above that looking at some 0.3 sales 0.59 here uh i I don't know how much of a chance you got to look at them i have some mixed feelings though because i do think that the doodles (laughs) art does translate uh well to a lot of other what's that no, I don't know. I was going to say the minute we declared that this doodle art style works for everything, it jumped the shark. And for those of you not from America, jump the shark is a uh, TV term, meaning that your show has lost its luster, that it's beyond its prime, so to say. And And this seems to be a case of that right here. Yeah, uh, that another quote from the 1930s brought to you by FMC. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, it's not... Okay, so I'm going to say this. It's not that it's lost its luster per se. I think that this could have been done well. I just think that in this instance, this one was not. Um, And I'm not trying to fud anyone's bags. I know a lot of people bought them. And, uh, you know, they're trading well. So, I mean, my opinion doesn't hold a lot of weight. So don't, don't worry too much about that. But uh, I was looking at them and I saw a couple of things that, like, kind of bothered me when I was actually looking at the art and maybe this is just me being a nit but a lot of their traits don't really line up well like if you watch mm-hmm. this uh the recording of this on YouTube I am going through it um but there's like the little like rainbow vomit mouth that's coming out which one is is a pretty kind of shitty gradient um but it also doesn't line up with the mouth so you can see the trait of the mouth underneath it that's just kind of like making these like random lines stick out of it um mm-hmm. you know you can see the the outline of some of the eyes underneath the glasses and stuff that they're putting on it and it just it, it's making it look uh very awkward and very unpolished to me and i you know I, I don't know how much i'm supposed to expect out of a derivative but some of the derivatives have been done really well and uh i think it's unfortunate that this one could have fallen under that category but uh it was it was just it was just pumped out i guess i don't care how good a song is if you listen to it too much it becomes annoying and uh, doodles is a great song <laughs> I think that was just the mic drop on this uh, this mic, conversation. Mic yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, it, it, like I said, it is doing well. There's only a thousand of them, so the supply is incredibly low. And and with those, uh, if they decide to rip, they will they will rip. But uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how many of these these uh, derivatives can actually uh, take place before yeah, they get a little the, bit old. I, I think doodles is a timeless style and these things wax and wane, but it just feels a little done to me uh, in the short term. And that's just my personal preference. You know, everyone do as you will. Actually, speaking of um, uh, derivatives and the doodles. <laughs> no, honestly, um, did you see that yesterday a uh, moon lounge members sold their one of one, one of one soda? Whoa, for seven E and I mean, soda, which was one of the more anticipated ape slash doodle derivatives i mean it had a really nice cook after launch and they look great i mean talking about we've talked about how much we love the doodles art style and how most of the derivatives nail it 
the sodas look great. And we had a Moon Lounge member yeah. sell his one of one yesterday for seven e. My goodness, what a what a sale! I mean, in a collection, what's the floor on that thing? It is sub point one, so that is a wow. big big purchase. Um, I'm I'm looking at it right there, but uh, yeah, big big purchase, and um, you know they're regularly trading for about 0.07 so for someone to come in and pay about 100 times floor for a one of one it'll be interesting to see if that is a is is a sign if maybe there's some some bigger collectors kind of Mm -hmm. jumping in i'm just looking at the wallet that picked that up right now uh, as OpenSea kind of dies on me but uh, they have a big collection and uh probably do some digging in to see who maybe that is later yeah, NFT collections are great at playing possum. You look at the floor, you're like, oh, that thing's dead. They're not dead, people. The floor is a terrible metric. Well, closely. gas being low has made a lot of these lower price floor uh, things a lot more tangible as a long term investment, right? Like, you know, if you're buying, like, we've said this a ton of times before, but if you're buying something that's like 0.02, 0.03, and you could pick that up for a pretty low fee uh, and not totally fuck your cost basis up just paying gas. Um, you know, some of these low risk, um, but incredibly high upside uh, projects might might be something to start stockpiling up as you get some extra liquidity. So as mints have slowed down a bit, at least, you know, the volume on a weekly basis, I think a lot of Moon Lounge members with gas so low have been doing exactly what you just described. We were all thinking about the projects we loved that were either forgotten or maybe launched during the bear and just were, you know, at an unfortunate market uh, moment for them. And shout out to E-Ticket in the audience right now with his breakfast sandwich there, which I love. We actually all hit fast food friends, breakfast world, and even a newer collection called Baby Toads, which I don't recommend financially, but we do like the way uh, they look. But I really do think collections that had a moment like Fast Food Friends, like Breakfast World, which has some great one of ones in it, uh, even one made by Gremlin himself. And that is a collection uh, inspired by Gremlin. I think these are great plays while gas is low. If, if you can sit on these things for a few weeks or a few months, uh, some of these are going to 20, 50, even 100x from here. Yeah, or potentially a few years, as uh, CryptoPunks holders would probably say. Look, but- if, you want, if you want the type of gains you read about before you got in here, it's not a two-week holding period. You know, I know you've seen some ridiculous shit like penthouses go to 100 e in, in a week and... It's not typical. If you want punk type gains, 100, 1000 X, you got to hold things you have conviction for. You know, you can't you can't worry that everything you buy is going to have a peak initially and then it's going to fall. And the project could look deader than a doornail for a long time. Uh, You know, you just have to be able to sit through that and not care. And, And people will make fun of you and tell you your collections are stupid and dead every day. Useless, useless. Do you need a minute? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, while you take a minute, I'm just going to talk about uh, Rainbow Grid by Kim Asendorf that dropped last night too. a uh, pure stealth drop. In fact, I don't think the artist was ready for this thing to sell at all. But of course, the uh, DGENs in the yeah. NFT space are all over the new contracts that come out. Um, so just for a little bit of context, Kim Asendorf is a uh, semi well-known artist, a couple thousand followers, a uh, pretty good portfolio and has some experience in the NFT space, um, launched the contract for something called Rainbow Grid, which is like, uh, you know, on-chain, their live real-time art that just kind of keeps going. Um, they have their own parameters, so each one kind of looks different. But yeah, dropped a, a stealth drop of only 54 of these, and they were priced at 0.25, and they haven't even made the announcement yet. A little bit of volume on the secondary, 6.3 ETH traded, and the floor is sitting at 0.1. The floor does not mean anything right now. Uh, but yeah, they... They, the trading didn't go crazy, but they were selling for above floor and, uh, you know, got as high as 1.69 last night on a random uh, one-off sale. But uh, but I think they look pretty cool. I did end up grabbing one of these. And uh, any time that uh, something is at 54 supply and has the potential to uh, to do incredibly well, I, I think I kind of like that. So, I mean, I know I showed them to you. Yeah, I've been hesitant to make this call for a few weeks, but I do think gen art has bottomed um, in general as far as an, an overall trend. I, I do think these pieces last night, I love them. I mean, all gen art is subjective. I feel like you either hate or love a collection, even within the, the same collection, you hate and love the pieces. I love these. I'm a big fan of the glitch style. I think the only thing that put me off is there's actually uh, collections can be too small, right? You while you think in your head, the less supply, the better. You need a certain amount of them to exist so people can buy them and share them and flex them. And if there's only 50, you really need the right people to buy them or they're never going to get out there. No one's going to care. I have a collection like that, which was made by an actual art blocks artist. Um, that I think is fabulous and maybe one day will catch fire. But the fact that there's only 50 pieces, I think, hinders it. I love these. And this was um, Jolly Dinger Alpha last night. So shout out to Jolly. Um, I know you got one. I think they look fabulous. And uh, I'm hoping these are a nice cook for you. Yeah, I was. Uh, I will admit that I was doing some market research on narcotics, and uh, you know, to catch to catch the criminals, you have to think like one. And so I uh, did take an edible. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no. Wait, um, wait, 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 wait! You just dropped that randomly into this. You know, NFT and that you took an edible. Well, I just I thought it was hilarious that like, you know, I drop an edible and all of a sudden I'm uh, minting this hippie shit for 0.25 ETH. But uh, now this contained THC, right? Like this, this was uh, this, <laughs> yeah. this edible. This is this is incredible news. Uh, yeah. Wow. I am. I am both proud and and consider this uh, my influence. I yeah. <laughs> I took a I took an evening off of the uh, the booze train. Not that I uh, drink excessively all the time, as much as I like to pretend that I do. But uh, his first action is to buy the trip. <laughs> the uh, the irony was not lost on me. Don't worry. I did spend some time staring at it after I purchased it. So gorgeous. Um, I love them. Drop no, that. They, link. 
Yeah. They are cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll share it for anyone. This was kind of I don't want to say late night alpha. It was uh, kind of late for me. But um, yeah, people people. Uh, yeah. So I know a couple moon loungers jumped into it. And I did have that split second, like those rockets that you guys bought a while ago of like, is this just going to be 50, uh, 50 alpha minters holding 54 supply? And like we watched the floor go to like 20 ETH because no one's listed. And we're all like, yeah, we, we made it. <laughs> Not that that's literally happened before exactly right yeah yeah um just a little bit more context for this project uh like i said it was not expected to mint out by the artist she did up uh you know put the contract up and hadn't promoted it yet uh, so a lot of her followers were like wait what the hell is this um i think she's making some kind of an announcement today or or dropping it and whatnot so be interesting to see if the secondary kind of picks up some steam or not so uh it, it's a it's it's a pretty high risk, high reward um, play in my mind. I mean, 0.25 for a single mint is not nothing. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, stink some wealth offers to uh, these people who got in early. It's not a bad play, honestly, right there. You might see some people happily relinquish it for, you know, 0.4, 0.3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one's yours again? <laughs> <laughs> I I did list mine for forty five ETH last night. Um, I was very disappointed when I woke up and did it's not like you see were it. High or something. Forty five <laughs> no, ETH before twenty ETH. Yeah, no, um, no. I I don't know. I just threw it up there. I had no intention of selling it, and it was on like a six hour timer, so I was just just messing around. You know, we're against like listing something unless you have a plan. But if you are gonna, you might as well list the thing at like a thousand E. Then if you have to reduce the price, you know, at least you give yourself some room yeah. you're not like oh i you know then you have to cancel and read it whatever yeah yeah list. I, I randomly saw one nft that was for sale and the guy had reduced it by like it was like 0. 0.18 0. 0.17 0. 0.16 0. 0.15 i'm like oh my god like <laughs> you're gonna oh i'm like and you know what honestly this is one of those things that like it's probably an instance that they don't realize that they're paying gas they on don't it the yep. entire time and it's uh you know there's there's still lots of education to be done in this this that space, so. that, that first time you realize you've committed to selling a piece oh, yeah. before you realize you've committed to selling it you're like wait a minute I have to cancel all of these now and it costs more than the piece itself Hold I have on. I have been um <laughs> If it's a, a project that like is minting or like a high activity I have been uh adamant now that i i'm putting it on like a 12 hour timer so at least if it just gets that, listed i can re re-up later yeah i like i like that they automatically put that in now that it's an automatic even though it's six months out which is a little aggressive i i like that at the very least they uh yeah. they did that for people you know people have People have listed things from very famous artists who weren't famous when they list them and forgot about them. So I actually think this is a great service by uh, by OpenSea. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, Scott is just saying in the AM show chat that a workaround to uh, listing um, a whole bunch of things, if it doesn't sell and you want to avoid paying the gas on that, is just to transfer it to another wallet. You will have to pay the gas on the transfer, but um, definitely more preferable than... Cheaper. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And then just resell paying it from the other wallet or whatever, right? And uh, actually, if you're throwing out a lot of WETH offers, you can do the same thing. Just uh, convert your WETH back into ETH or transfer the WETH to another wallet. And all of those offers will be uh, null and void. 
Was that API change true the other day? I didn't bring it up on the show because I couldn't figure out. Can you not spam with offers anymore? Oh, interesting. I did. I I saw that pop up and I forgot to uh, follow up on that. So if somebody wants to let us know, that could be a game changer. Yeah, Yeah, it, it would. It would. It would suck. It was it was like the one thing they had given us. For sure. Um, anything else you want to talk about before I suggest that uh, people start throwing their hands up and jumping up on the stage with this? I may have one more thing to talk about. So sure. Hit me. Uh, I, we talk about be maybe once on this show before. And <laughs> I, w- one of the main hindrance now I am a big be proponent. I believe they are genius level art. That is the heir apparent to punks and one day will be recognized that way in both stature and price. But one of the big, big hindrances to this collection actually gaining that type of notoriety is that punks who have largely driven the market up until this point refuse to buy derivatives or even look at them most of the time, which I usually didn't blame them for. And bastards launched at at an unfortunate time. And it were all these things that kind of held the collection back. Well, enter funks a few months ago and yesterday an alien funk sold for $420,000, all right? Now, these are the punk copies where the only difference is they face the opposite direction, so it's pretty easy to tell a funk from a punk. Um, And they were a joke uh, originally. And as Larva Labs became everybody's favorite whipping boy this year due to licensing reasons... These funks gained in popularity and many punks themselves started to rebel and trade in their crypto punks for crypto funks, which is run by not Larva Labs. They were removed from OpenSea for copyright issues and they had to start their own marketplace. So they literally cloned the Larva Labs site, called it not Larva Labs. And away they go, which feels very that feels a lot more punk than punks themselves. And it's very in the vein of decentralization. So I think that's why a lot of people have gravitated towards them. Now, as a bastard fan, this hurts a bit because these were the original anti-punk. I think aesthetically, they tell a different story. They're absolutely stunning visually. And I think they move the entire punk concept forward. Yet it feels like they're ignored. So I'm on Twitter every now and again. I do bring them up. And yesterday, punk number three, four, four, eight was lauding funks as saying, I don't get why apes and punks knock these things. They're part of history. I love them, too. And I quote tweeted him and said, be for fuck's sake, be How is everybody missing this? And he goes, wait, Begons, maybe I should take a look at this. And all of all of a sudden he goes and buys one and buys one Begon. And then he goes, well, maybe I should look a little deeper. And he finds the NFTX vault. Now, for those of you out there who don't have Begons, who may want to buy one. And this goes for a lot of collections. If you're looking at floors, you need to go check out the NFTX vault where you can usually get nice floors cheaper than you would pay on OpenSea. Not, you know, 10 or 20 percent on average. But he went and found a bunch of floors he liked there. Then he discovered there are rares uh, in the Begong collection. There are glitchies and then there are actual GIFs where the punk changes uh, on the GIF. And I think we sold six or seven uh, Begons to this punk. 
And I will sell these things one fucking punk, one fucking gun at a time if I have to. But I just was very heartened to actually see punk starting to recognize what I think is one of the most important collections in NFT history. And I'm not saying that uh, satirically or just to pump my bags. No, um, I, I'm right there with you. I do love them. I think that they... Uh, I mean, we've talked about this more than enough, but I think that they have an amazing uh, variety and they just, they look so good. Some of them look clean. Some of them look a little messy and like they just, you could stare at these things for hours and sift through them and you'll always find one new that just looks so dope. So uh, yeah, cool that, uh, cool to see some punks starting to recognize that as well. And uh, you know, that you're, you're, you're shouting from the mountaintops is uh, being heard by somebody. Well, I mean, it's the again, punks tend to stay away from derivatives, which I don't blame. So it's not we've seen a few high profile punks talk about Begons recently, and that floor is paper thin up to 0.7. I mean, they're really only at such a low floor because the volume's gone in that collection and people look for ETH wherever they can. But if any interest came back, they'd be a 0.7 in a day. It wouldn't even take much uh, to get them there. So. Yeah, you got it. Uh, all right, let's see who's got their hands up. If anybody does, we will bring you up onto the stage. If not, we will just keep talking for a little bit and uh, and figure out what else to to go on about. Um, for anybody like just still in it, uh, I did bring up yesterday the Flower Girls. I'm still holding it. It's not a bag. The project's still doing well. But um, Keith uh, Keith Grossman of Time Magazine, uh, who we talked about pretty in depth the other day, did end up buying a whole bunch, and I believe even tweeted about it. And Kazomo Apeton as well. He's got a, a big collection of those going out. He has not tweeted about it yet. I don't know if he will. Um, but yeah, there's a seems like there's a pretty long list of supporters shaping up for this project yeah it looks pretty cool yeah so uh just a, a, something as, as a side note i dropped a tweet in the am show chat that i wanted your comment on r2 i thought this person was kind of poignant but i just needed your color on the whole thing oh shocking it's a tweet by you um <laughs> Yeah, no, I saw this this morning and uh, yeah, you said ETH maxis are excited for what's about to be built. BTC maxis are excited for what is about to break. Choose the light. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess if you want to frame that. Show me the lie. Show me the lie. Yeah, but I mean, you're you're kind of not telling the whole story because ETH maxis are exciting, um, are excited about what's going to be built on the rubble that it's going to break. So, um, like I, I think both, <laughs> well, you're, 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 no, all right. you're, no, you're talking ETH, they're building DeFi finance, like all these traditional markets that, uh, ETH are building that are, are, are looking to kind of, uh, decentralize and disrupt. I mean, you're you're going to break a lot of things along the way in in regards to that. So, like, I I get what you're saying, um, but I just think that like you got to break it before you build it. Some very important people disagree with you. I put their comments. In. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if, just, you know what I'm saying, though, right? Like, if you if you're going to disrupt the traditional <laughs> arts. Um, <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. No, uh, like if you're if you're going to uh, disrupt the traditional finance market and uh, build a DeFi marketplace in its stead, like there's going to be a, a lot of destruction along the way too, right? Does so it people- does it just go easily? Yeah, if people don't know, I am not anti-Bitcoin. I like to troll Bitcoin. I'm a bit of an, uh, when it comes to crypto, I'm an NFT and Ethereum maxi. That's no joke. I don't, I don't want Bitcoin to go away. I think it is useful, but I do like to poke fun at the maxis uh, as they believe that Bitcoin is the only thing that needs to exist. And I know nobody listening right now is a maxi, and this isn't targeted at anybody here. And I do like to bust Cobain's uh, balls, but... Yeah, pure pure Bitcoin maxis can be a little bit toxic towards their own <laughs> towards their own cause too, right? Like, you know who um, triggered me this morning? Do you? Uh, can you guess who triggered me to write? Tell me. That? I bet you can guess. Come on, it's like it's one of the most famous maxis there is. Oh, um, no, I don't know. Taylor. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, just, I can't with this fucking. Go- oh my god, like. Did you see he paid an average of $57,000 for his last tranche of, uh, of like he's market buying OTC and getting sandwiched on every trade to be paying that price. The fuck is going on? Uh, his cost basis is just fine. Don't you worry this about Michael okay, Saylor. Okay. All right. All right. I'm losing sleep over it. Quite frankly. Yeah, I could tell. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm worried about you. Um, no, I mean, like my mother, I've, I've enjoyed Michael Saylor and micro strategy. He's an entertaining character. And honestly, I'm enjoying the, uh, crypto, the, the easy crypto exposure in some of my tax free and, uh, retirement accounts in the, uh, the <laughs> normal markets. Um, I've definitely gotten some outsized gains there, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, he, he is a character. He's, uh, he's got a lot to say and he's, he's very focused on, um, getting the message out and nothing else. Uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, the, my first million guys brought him on the podcast and they like to kind of just, um, you know, have some fun with their guests, get to know them on like a, a more personal level, break down some of those barriers so that they can have a pretty easy talk. Um, and like, he just wasn't having any of it. Like they were asking him, Oh, so you like boats? He's like, yeah, I like boats, but I like Bitcoin better. <laughs> like it was just like, <laughs> yeah, he just, there was, it was, it was a pure, like I'm, I am on here to promote Bitcoin and uh, anything else is noise, which is kind of the Bitcoin maxi way. Um, you know, everything else is noise. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm very pro Bitcoin, but I'm not a Bitcoin maxi by any means. So um, meme God, what's going on? Hey guys, how's it going? Great, man. What's up, Paul? Hey. So, um, I'd like to thank you all for the AM show. It's been really helpful. I've been listening in for a couple of days and it's amazing. So, yeah, appreciate it. I've got a simple or stupid question, actually. I'm a, I'm a newbie and the whole, uh, you know, NFT trading world. And um, I'm planning to buy my first nft soon and i was wondering because like uh, i haven't got a straight answer from anyone before uh let's say i want to mint an nft how do i recognize the gas fees as being too high or suitable for me to buy in like when do i know that no i'm not gonna buy because that like the gas fees are uh you know higher than i should be buying in yeah there's a lot of um 
there's a lot of discussion around that if you're minting and how much you want to get into a gas war. It's a it's an incredibly difficult discussion. Um and and gas wars are are of a, always a hot debate as to whether or not they're good for NFT projects. Um realistically the best way that you want to kind of wrap your head around this is that you need to have uh, a game plan first and foremost about like okay i know a mint cost 0.05 i am willing to pay up to um like 0.08 per mint right so if you're minting five of them and so the cost is going to be 0.25 you would say you know i'm willing to to pay up to 0.4 of a total transaction to do so um and if it's going to be higher than that then i'm going to uh i'm going to gracefully bow out i mean that's the best kind of way that i could describe um knowing whether something's too high for you or not um, it, it all just depends on uh, what your liquidity situation is. Um, my one thing that I would say is don't ever face like risk of ruin for a single mint by paying uh, too much gas or or don't push it to the limit. Like, you know, if you have 0.5 of liquidity, like don't spend that entire 0.5 on a single mint because um, you're going to put yourself in a hard spot if if the the uh the project isn't uh it, it doesn't have a good run up yeah i i think there's two things you have to look at too right there's the bankroll management side which are to explain beautifully right there then there's the why would i want to pay high gas in the first place right like what what makes something desirable and that's that's obviously a much more complex and nuanced discussion but that's why you're in the moon lounge or you're in alpha as an example, right? Like, why should I decide to get into a gas war? And we were just talking about the phase of the market we're in because gas has been regularly under even 80 at this point. There are a lot of projects that were suffering because their floors were so low that if you bought with gas above 100, you were at least doubling your cost, right? So if you see a 0.3 floor, excuse me, a 0.03 floor, and the gas alone is going to make it cost 0.06, you're obviously a lot more hesitant to make that buy. So you, you know, it's an important calculation to always say, well, I'm not just paying whatever the price of this is, I'm factoring in gas. Now, why would I want to pay high gas for something? There's a million reasons. Is it a high drop? Do I believe this collection is going to be mentioned by an influencer? Do I know something other people don't know? Do I have conviction for another reason? So you have bankroll management. And then it's like, well, what do I want to fire high gas? I'm liquid. But what is worth firing high gas at? Well, it's a good thing you're here. We'll we'll help guide you through that. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, One more question, if you can, if I can. Um, Why are people still minting on the Ethereum blockchain when they can do it on the Polygon, which is, you know, free of gas fees, I guess. Security is the main reason you mint on L1. Um, You're going to see corporations. And I talked about how bullish I am on on mainstream companies getting into NFTs next year. And you're going to see most of them use an L2 like Polygon, maybe even Arbitrum. But the main reason smaller collections don't do it is because it's worth paying for the security of L1 because it legitimizes you. When I see a small project or somebody I don't know launch on Polygon, I'm instantly suspicious. When I see Coca-Cola launch on Polygon, I say it's worth a step. 
Makes sense. All right. Thank you, guys. No problem. Thank you. Thanks for coming up. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing that I want to add on that is like, you know, gas, high gas fees mean, mean that the network is being used. The network being used means that it's in demand and something that's in demand always has uh, more value than something that is not in demand. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a, a false equivalency for some of these projects to be comparing their gas prices to Ethereum's gas prices, especially the L1 projects. Um, because the simple fact of the matter is that if they had the usage that Ethereum was having, uh, you'd see a lot of their, their, um, you know, gas prices or, or how, how, whatever they call them on those chains, uh, increase as well. Like the usage fees, um, maybe not as much as Ethereum. And obviously Ethereum has some scaling solutions on the horizon. But, you know, it it's not always like the, the greatest comparison that these projects use to be like, oh, why mint on Ethereum when you can come over to Solana and pay, you know, a one one hundredth of it? Well, it's because, you know, Solana is being used probably about a hundredth of as much as Ethereum. And if you kind of draw a parallel to like a social media network, like do you want to be on the social media network that everyone is on, like a Twitter? Or do you want to be on a social media um, website that only a thousand people are on, like um, DSO? Uh, so in a, regu- in a deregulated market, your only regulatory body is price. So always be suspicious when a chain is selling themselves on price, because that is your only security. It is the only thing that makes a scammer question whether he should do something on L1. Is it going to be more expensive to run this jokes than to actually profit from it? Right? Yeah. And just and also just remember that like the price of Ethereum has over 10x in the last year, right? Like you would pay the same amount in gas last year, but that $40 fee might have yeah. been $3, right? Yeah, so yeah, exactly. this is this is part of the cost of the underlying asset just in, in increasing in dramatically in value, right? And sometimes it's hard to yeah. stomach. They do need to come up with some kind of solution for it. I, I don't think that just, you know, um, having to pay you know, upwards of a hundred of dollars just to purchase something on OpenSea is overly productive. But when you're talking about gas prices and minting and stuff like that, there is, um, there is that element of value there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's kind of why we're L1 purists, but L2 is going to, next year is going to be the year of L2s. It's just understanding what works there and what to avoid as, you know, as a trader and an investor. Yeah. And and sorry, we just invited Yos up here, but I, I just wanted, I had one other thought in there. Like, think about it like a, a sports, um, sports analogy, right? Like for the hot in demand things, uh, hot in demand games and stuff like that, not only will the seats sell out in the stadium, but the prices on the secondary market uh, start to, to go a lot higher too, right? So that, that, in demand kind of function of like, you want to go see the Lakers play the Nets, you know, or you want to go see um, the Patriots play the Cowboys or whatever, right? Like those demand higher prices and, uh, and, and the amount that people are willing to pay for them because of that goes up too. I know that's supply and demand, but like, I would just, you know, it's kind of like that mint versus secondary price. So, you know, what are you, what are you, what are you willing to pay for the mint? And do you think that the hype will sustain it so that the secondary is is well worth it? Well said. Uh, yo, sorry about that, man. What's going on? No, just along the same lines of what you guys are saying, I was going to say that I, I suspect that we'll see generative art, art blocks, um, higher end stuff all remain on L1. 
But what we've seen with the, whether it's Wizards and Dragons, the Wolf game, um, you look at something like Evo Snells, where gas just killed that in terms of how you had to re-roll over and over again. Um, we'll probably see most of those things slowly move to L2. Um, one example, a lot of people probably weren't aware of, is like Crypto Unicorns that came out on Matic. Um, 0.06 Mint, I think it was. Um, you know, I minted a bunch of those. Floor went to 0.44. Um, it never went on icy tools because they don't monitor that, but it was a 10,000 collection and it's still just humming along. Yeah. Is there? Yeah, it'll be. So, a, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 I was just saying that's one example. And then obviously the, the one that I know a lot of people are pretty bullish on is what's happening with the whole treasure ecosystem on an L2. Oh Yeah. So, I mean, we there is a very active thread in the projects chat, uh, chat for small brains and now swole bodies, which is coming up next. Small brains has been just, you know, bottom left to upper right. What a cook. Um, now you get a little vehicle for each of your monkeys, I believe, a free mint. Um, those are worth, I think... 2,000 magic each. The small brains are close to it, which is like 1E or 1.5E or something like that. So my bet for uh, L2 Gaming is going to be Arbitrum. I, I, I have a problem with Polygon for just a number of reasons, but I, I hope Arbitrum is the one that at least the gaming projects I like focus on. Unfortunately, it's not ready. So I don't blame someone like Ether Orcs going to uh, going to Polygon unless you were going to get on that treasure marketplace and ecosystem. I think it would have been too difficult to bridge to Arbitrum currently. But by next year, it's going to be a very smooth uh, bridging process. It's just it's a bitch right now. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if like a lot of projects default to like, I, I guess bridging is a pain in, in and of itself uh, to begin with. But like, you know, starting on Ethereum and then, you know, if the project is successful, then moving it over uh, just because it, the ETH mints always have those the, the, the panache, right? Like it uh, it has the the allure. So. Anything else you wanted to talk about, Yos, or uh, or just? Oh, to sorry, talk about I just forgot to keep the stage. No, no, here. all good, my friend. All good. We're gonna bring <laughs> up Cash. No, I just. Oh, <laughs> I, I did not kick him off. The cane. You broke out the cane. I did not. I did not. Oh, I did not. I did not. Cass, how are you doing this morning? That is a sharp ass profile picture. Never oh, seen that God. before. What's that? What's that about? You are muted, by the way. <laughs> good morning GM. GM. Yeah. good morning how are you guys um well i'm in the middle of cooking a stir fry that's why i've been quiet nice sense on my way um first cook of the day <laughs> <laughs> um no i was um I, I i was loving the conversation of um i'm loving the conversation of l2 l1 solana ethereum um my personal opinion on it, uh, Ethereum will, will be OG because I think there was a lot of hype when Solana really popped out a couple of months ago. And um, then everyone in, in the field was like, oh, we need to go on Solana because of gas fees. Um, I've got this feeling that the whole gas fee thing, yeah, I can understand that it's, um, 
it's a pain in the backside. But I think it, it, I think just that element of gas will separate tiers. So people who can afford it, people who can't afford it, um, where it seems like some sort of a, a financial structure, like an like an eco structure of some sort, or like the masses will probably end up trying to go Solana. Uh, because it's quick, it's cheaper, and there's no gas fees. Where uh, my argument is, if you've got one Donny who's got, I don't know, $10 million, and another Donny who wants that $10 million, um, they're going to use the Ethereum blockchain just because it's quick, easy, and no hassle and headache. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's the danger of what's going to happen over the next couple of years, is that L2 might come out, which would be great, L2 will come out, which will be great uh, in terms of gas fees and stuff. But I, I, I just honestly believe the real OG, the real kind of heavily valued NFTs, which are one Ethereum, I think that's just going to stay a trend. But then saying that, I could be completely wrong. No, I, I completely agree with you on that. I don't ever see, and I, I wasn't even thinking of those necessarily in my comment, but I don't ever see high-priced NFTs leaving l1 i mean honestly we know high gas prices also help the price of the art if it's desirable and i think that high fees are a good thing as bad as that sounds so l2 look mass adoption is going to look like l2 i i don't care you know i i as much as we may stay on l1 and there will be many projects that the launch there. I do think mass adoption is going to look like L2. Um, but I think that that even if next year is the year of L2, the year of the masses getting on L2 is probably 2023. So there's still just too much friction there. Um, and uh, what that's what I think is going to go away by the end of next year. It's just going to take a, few, you know, a little bit to work it off. Yeah, for sure. The, I mean, this conversation is um, there's there's so many different sides to it, right? And like the nobody likes paying fees. Um, and I, at the end of the day, I would like to see a reasonable solution come out for Ethereum. Um, and obviously, you know, as we've joke about or, or say on a day-to-day basis like those solutions always seem to be about six months away and have been for the last four years. Um, but uh, sometimes it just like feels like with the amount of money that's flowing through this ecosystem and the value of ETH and all of that stuff, it, it feels like good problems to have sometimes. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, anything else, Sir Cass, you would like to bring to our attention today? If not, we're going to bring up Icon after. Oh, I said it right. Did you hear that? Um, if you're talking, I don't know, you're muting and unmuting. Hold on one, one sec, Icon. Oh, I don't know. It just jumped off. There we you go. You kicked another person off. I, I haven't kicked there. anybody oh, off. Cass, I swear to God, I didn't kick you off. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting ready to kick it off. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> You're next, Icon. I'll do it. I'll fucking do it. I'll do it. You're fine? I'm great, man. How are you doing? We're wonderful. Right, doing fine as well. It's actually funny that you uh, were to bring up the L2 because I'm just uh, chatting with uh, uh, Poof and uh, Wrangler right now. Ooh. 
Uh, so the 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 Thoric, uh, guys to mm -hmm. like that. Um, there's a common misconception in terms of L2, right? Um, especially when it comes to the different uh, chains, especially when it comes to the different mechanics behind it, etc. Um, just to say it like this, if you look at what the Etherworks are currently doing, and I know that I'm sounding like a maxi right now, but whatever. Um, if you look at what they're doing, it's quite brilliant. And this is something that most, well, most other uh, NFT series, be they PFP or not, could actually incorporate. It's actually utilizing the L2 as your computer. So in other words, any type of actions that you do multiple times, that you utilize that there where the gas is very low. And then afterwards, after your computations have been done, you bring those results of those computations. So basically stating one plus one equals two, that you bring your two your result back to L1, where the perceived value is higher due to everyone mostly utilizing OpenSea. Um, and where, well, and OpenSea mostly having uh, Ethereum um, uh, NFTs, but also uh, due to the large amount of, um, of interest there. So for my small brain to try to sum it up, does this mean that it's able to take a bunch of transactions and actions that you do on L2 and make it just basically one call to action on L1 so you don't have to pay for each transaction? Or is that a crude misinterpretation? It's it's no, it's a, a very uh, straightforward manner of, of uh, stating, stating it. But okay. yeah, uh, in, yeah, in general, yeah. So basically, okay. if you do five Let's say like this, if you do five or 10 or 20 different transactions on, be it Arbitrum, uh, mm -hmm. Polygon, or whatever, um, those will always be cheaper than doing those on the L1 Ethereum. Yes. Um, and afterwards, after doing those actions, and of course, having Polygon state that those actions have happened, you'll get a result which you can take back, bridging, you can take back to um ethereum the the most common misconception is that once an nft has been bridged over to uh, the l2 it remains there and here's the thing you can do it two way period mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, you cut out there a little bit. <laughs> After you said you could do it two ways. That sounded quite dramatic there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. That is, uh, honestly, I have tried to understand this. Uh, Icon is probably the most technically proficient person in AM, and I always love learning this stuff from you. Re thank you for explaining that. It it makes a lot of sense, and, I, I you know, I'm already an orc maxi, so I am right there with you. These guys are just nailing execution on, on every level. Um, I most definitely agree. That's all I have to ask for this, so I, I won't take up too much of uh, of your time here. Kick them off the stage, R2. No. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Thank you, Icon. I'm actually doing it this time. <laughs> Boom. God. <laughs> this is kind of fun. Someone else want to come up here so I can kick you off, too? 
the power. <laughs> no, you know what? Honestly, I think we're probably about to wrap the show up for this morning. Um, I just want to give a quick state of the market for um, Alpha Mint Pass holders. We are over half sold uh, wave three of the Alpha Mint Pass. So that's incredibly bullish. There's been a lot of new great additions. Um, so thank you so much for, for joining in and, um, you know, being a part of our, our wonderful uh, growing community here. For anybody that's listening, that's thinking about the AM pass, please do not hesitate to reach out to myself, any of the mods, any of the team. We'd be more than happy to give you a quick rundown, even if it's just a, a little bit of a personalized session. And um, for anyone listening that is a new pass holder, we're going to be doing a little bit of a, a voice chat session for, for just us at about uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight. So hop on in, pour yourself a a beer or a cocktail or a glass of water, whatever you drink and uh, come, you know, hang out with us for, for a little bit. We'll have a good talk and uh, just uh, have some fun and get to know everybody. So yeah, thank you so much for all of the new people joining Alpha Mint. Thank you so much for all of the existing members, whether you're a pass holder or not. This community has been absolutely killing it in this last, uh, last month, but honestly it has been since I've been here for, you know, three or four months. I don't even know how long it's been now, but very exciting stuff and uh, lots more to come on the horizon. Um, do you want to give a little plug to our interview that we're hosting live today? Oh, oh yeah. So yeah, later today, yes, later today we will be hosting Ghost uh, for an interview uh, in at two p.m. Eastern here uh, in the Alpha Mint. Are we doing it in the voice chat or maybe back up in the stage? Yeah, we'll do it on the stage again. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so we're going to do it up in the stage. Uh, Ghost is really, really close to launching the next phase of his Pantone collection. So we're kind of going to talk about the genesis of where that came from, uh, how he sees it going forward, and some really interesting action with uh, Vincent Van Doe picking up a few of those himself, not to mention Keith Grossman of Time Magazine. So some really hot stuff going on with Ghost. Don't miss that interview at 2 p.m. Eastern uh, here in the Moon Lounge. Yeah, we will uh, We will have that here for you. That's really exciting. Ghost is a great guy. He's been a great part of our community as well, and uh, I'm really looking forward to talking to him. So um, that's uh, that's very exciting stuff. Yes, sir. Anything you want to finish us off with? Until next time, may your cards be live and your pots be monsters. <laughs> Have a great day, guys, uh, and we will do it all again tomorrow, 930 Eastern. We're out. <laughs>